0: Welcome to the My Curious Colleague Podcast with your host, me, Denise Finnery. We'll be talking all things consumer care and consumer engagement for CPG, or consumer product goods organizations, with a particular focus on brand specialist and analyst roles and responsibilities. I am so excited about this episode because my guest today is my colleague, Lisa Deal. Lisa has been a leader within the consumer care community, starting in the travel industry at Orbitz and most recently pivoting to the CPG industry about five years ago, where she is manager of consumer advocacy, global retail division, North America consumer at Blue Diamond Growers. Lisa was nominated and elected chairman of SOCAP, the Society of Consumer Affairs Professionals in 2019, and has continued her leadership in this capacity. Hello, Lisa. So happy to have you on the podcast today.
1: Hello, Denise. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm so excited to be part of of, of this venture of yours. Um, I've been following your blog and so excited that you moved to a podcast. So thank you for having me.
0: My pleasure. My my cheeks are hurting from smiling so much. I mean, just just this couple of minutes, we've been sort of just prepping for this. Um, anyway, Lisa, let's get into it. What's interesting to me about your career really is your move over to the world of CPG Coming from that longstanding 15-year career in the travel industry, and you know it's it's really CPG and, and in particular food and beverage um, is really all I know in my career. Um, so I'm curious, maybe you could um, just share with us what have you found that's similar with these two industries, and perhaps what have you found that may have been different as you started to sort of stand up the um, consumer care for your CPG organization.
1: Sure. Yeah. As you said, I um, I started my career um, in the travel uh, industry. Um, I actually started in a little mom and pop agency way back when selling travel and uh, then moved to a corporate travel management company even before I moved to Orbitz. And so I had about 30 plus years under my belt, um, you know, in the travel space and, um, you know, when um, I decided that I wanted to make the move to a different industry, not only that, but I moved across the country, um, right. my whole life in Chicago, then moved to California. Um, you know, I really found that there were a lot of similarities between travel and um, CPG. And, and what I mean by similarities, I mean in the consumer. And so I think once you know how to work with a consumer and resolve consumer issues, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. You know, it's it, the, the process is the same, knowing how to do that, you know, who to reach out to if you have a problem, where to escalate, if there's a partner that you're working with that. You know, for instance, in the in the airline industry, it's like, OK, they're coming back to me, but it was really was an airline issue or it was a car rental issue or a hotel issue. So being able to go to those partners, you know, it's no different in the CPG world, especially working for a manufacturer because we have co-manufacturers and we have co-packers. And so, if those areas are of quality, you know, we know where to go. You know, we're going to we're going to take care of the consumer. But on the inside, it's like, okay, I need to go back over to my quality partner or my partner over at the coal manufacturing. And so, whether it's you know travel or any other, uh, you know. pillar you know the consumer is the same wherever you go and so you will find that you know you're it's the same consumer who travels it's the same consumer who buys almonds it's the same consumer who drinks you know water all of that and so really just understanding the consumer the industry part is actually the easy part learning your products learning your company learning your industry um the consumer that takes work, and that takes a lot of years to really get to that point where you can really understand and know the value of of providing good good customer service, um, and not even so much good customer service, but great customer service.
0: Hmm, interesting. How did you learn about you know those sort of nuances. um. Yeah, those are,
1: those are absolutely the the differences is, you know, because we didn't really, you know, when you're in the travel industry, you're not, you know, you're not the fulfillment, you know, unless, you you know, the, the airline is your fulfillment, they're going to take you from point A to point B. Um, But, you know, coming into the CPG world, you know, there was a learning curve for me, you know, really understanding, you know, how coupons work and, you know, understanding um, from start to finish in creating a coupon and, you know, when it goes through the clearinghouse and when it comes back around to, you know, back to the manufacturer. So there was, you know, there's a learning curve there. Um, But that all comes with time. You know, when you start to really, Understand the organization, and you know it, it takes a while. I mean, I, I when I first came to Blue Diamond, you know, I got a plant tour. I went out to the orchards. I was learning anything and everything that was mm-hmm. to know about the process from when the almond trees bloom in february to when they're harvested in august and so and everything in between and then from where it comes from you know from the orchard to table and all the things that happen you know between there and what could what could go wrong what could not go wrong um and then all the pieces of you know the consumer advocacy side where you know, couponing and, um, you know, just understanding the types of issues when there's foreign material, you know, in, in, in your product and how to handle all of that. So that's, that's learning the company that's learning the industry that's learning the product. And, you know, once you understand consumer packaged goods as an industry, All the rest of that comes in and I have to tell you, I reached out a lot to a lot of people that I know in the consumer packaged goods world within consumer advocacy and customer relations and customer service. We're all we're all the same. And that's where I learned mostly everything that I've been able to do to become successful.
0: Let's switch gears just a little bit here and um, let's move into a rapid fire round of questions. Frankly, the the it's never as rapid fire as I think it's going to be. So that's okay. Really what I want to do here, Lisa, is just kind of level set everybody on the organization and the technologies that you use. Cause I, I think it's going to help put our discussion into a little bit more context. So let's jump into it. Are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Here we go. Which function do you report to?
1: So when I first joined Blue Diamond, we reported into the marketing team. Uh, I reported to our director of marketing and then there was a shift and I reported into our global head of marketing. And then when he left the company, there was another shift. And so now I report into Consumer Insights. And we found that it's a really good fit because the Consumer Insights team are looking at the customer um, from, you know, the beginning, getting them into into the pipeline. You know, consumer advocacy really is post-purchase. So we're closing the loop. So it's a really great um, and then the in in the middle of our area is you know business analytics, and so you know it really is a great fit within our organization for advocacy to report up into the insights team.
0: Yeah, if I can just add, I did spend some time reporting to uh, consumer insights, market research, and and you know you don't have to spend as much time and effort explaining the value of kind of bringing that feedback back to the organization. Because they get it um, so Absolutely. I think all those yeah yeah which is which is nice um, okay approximately how many contacts a year do you support
1: um, so we're we're not even though we're a global company you know we're not large we have three brands and so our contacts um, are probably around forty seven to forty eight thousand a year and that comes in via the traditional channels of um, you know, phone, email, social, SMS, texting, live agent chat. So those are all of the channels that we, you know, have open right now, along with, you know, products and reviews. So that's, you know, we're touching almost, you know, the consumer, we're trying to be where the consumer is. Um, right. And so that's where, uh, you know, we've opened up all of those channels over the course mm-hmm. of the Good last year. place
0: few years. to be. Is your team insourced or outsourced?
1: Um, I have both. Um, and so I've got uh three people in my team um in Sacramento and um reporting through to me is uh, my social care agent. Um and she handles all of our you know social media as well as our ratings and reviews. Um I have a escalation slash risk management person on my team who's handling any kind of escalations that come from our contact center. Um, as well as if a consumer, you know, you, I broke a tooth or I got sick or, you know, those types of things that happen in the food industry. And um, so she handles all of that, all of the uh, risk management. And I have a, um, a, a senior analyst that is also on my team. He actually just joined my team very recently. And um, so he's, he's the one that's really connecting all the dots for us you know, through all of the different tools that we use, really being the voice of consumer.
0: Got it. Got it. Um, so well, he'll be excited if he listens to this podcast in here. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then on the other side, I did mention, so then my contact center, I've got seven um, full-time agents there um, and we've got, um, you know, and they're, they're front agents, that's frontline agents. That's what they do. Um, you know, we always, you know, cheerfully say we're the 800 number on the side of the can. And um, so that's us. Uh, but we have a, a, a great team. Um, and I have a great partner that I work with.
0: Okay, so then you do have a, like a third party vendor. Yes. Uh, outsource partner. Got it. All right. I'm set there. Now you answer to this one, how many call reps? So it sounds like seven full time and then uh, those that care for the consumers. that. Then- but you've got um, also someone who's on your main corporate team, the escalation risk management, who may take some calls, like highly escalatable ones.
1: Yeah, absolutely. She takes she takes anything that that you know when a when a consumer is asking for a supervisor or a manager. Now I've got two supervisors in the contact center, but if it's something that they want to talk to somebody in corporate, you know that's when my agent will step in. Or if there's like I said, if there's an illness or a claim. Um, or somebody wants to sue us, you know, all of those. She handles those, and she talks directly to the consumer, right?
0: And that, you know, really doesn't happen. And any of those are all alleged. Let me just um,
1: exactly put that all out there.
0: Put that all out there. Um, okay, on to the technology questions. Uh, which CRM system do you use?
1: So we are on Astute. Um, and so we use Astute Agent, and, um, you know, some of the things that I've built out over the course of the last couple of years with, with Astute is, you know, I look at Astute agent as really being our hub. And so I, we, we, we partnered with Astute for a lot of other tools that are kind of like the spokes in the wheel of our hub. And so, you know, we're using things like Astute's live agent, Astute's SMS, we're using Astute Social. We're using Astute Advanced Analytics, and so all of all of that connectivity goes back through everything that the agents are inputting into Astute Agent.
0: Which tools um, are you using for reporting purposes, or are you getting everything you need out of the your CRM?
1: We're getting most of what we need from the CRM. Um, one of the things that we're working, we're building out with Astute right now is um, the advanced analytics dashboard, and that goes um, comes through Tableau, um, and that's one of the things that my new analyst is going to be working with in, in helping to build out that tool, and so that is going to give us a little bit more voice of consumer dashboards.
0: Wow, that sounds really, that sounds really interesting, and we might have to come back And uh, delve into that at another podcast because I love the analytics and I like advanced analytics. Um, (laughs) So is that something, is that new, the Tableau for you guys to have something built in Tableau? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We've not used Tableau, at least not from my area, you know, other, other departments within the organization probably have, but we haven't. So this is something new. Um, It's, it's a tool that um you know is part of our our bundle and it's been really really um learn it's some great learning that you know building this out and working with um, the product managers within Astute and, um, you know, just helping it to make, we're building out an executive dashboard and we're building out a quality dashboard for our quality teams along with a marketing dashboard so that, you know, those teams can go in and, and say, hey, how many complaints did we get on this particular flavor, you know, over the course of X number of days? And so we're making it really user-friendly on, you know, from their perspective, but, you know, we're working in with the hierarchies that are within Astute, um And so it's, 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 it's been a journey trying to understand, you know, from a non astute user perspective, um, you know, how easy can we make this, but still getting all of the information that, you know, that they need. And so um, it's been, uh, it's been fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I can imagine. Um, Social media technology, what are you using for that?
1: Um, So for our monitoring and engagement, um, we're using Astute Social. um, And um, again, the reason we do that is because of the integration with Astute Agent. Um, And for our social listening tool, we use um, a tool called Meltwater and really just get some phenomenal data uh, out of that. Uh, We're able to run some really great social reports. Um, really keep tabs on certain hashtags that we have out in the marketplace, um, as well as, you know, a lot of, a lot of the new, um, you know, promotions that we have going on on social.
0: Right. Um, how about um, you just repeat for me, because I'm not sure I heard it. What is the name of the vendor on that social?
1: It's Melt- Meltwater.
0: M-E-L-T. Yes, Melt- Meltwater. Melt, like. Okay, got it. Thank you. Um,
1: sure. And I apologize for my dogs. <laughs>
0: no, I love it. I think I mentioned to you, I'm a little afraid of dogs, but you know, that's what, what's happening here. Everybody is, and if my son was home from college, he'd be like walking through wanting to know what was for dinner. I'm <laughs> exactly. sure
1: Every, Everyone's uh, used to the babies crying and the dogs barking yeah. and our, our, our new world of work, right? <laughs> yeah. It's all, it's all good. It's all good, Lisa.
0: Um, well, some of many of us who know you know that you've done you know so much with your fairly short tenure at Blue Diamond, you know, sort of setting that care team up and really employing um, lots of newfangled technologies to to stay cutting edge. And and I know one of the processes and procedures you put in place was that early on you had made the decision to move your social media care in house. And I know a lot of people are on on a lot of different places along that continuum on, on social media care. So for those who may not be all the way to bright, let's, can you really break it down for us, Lisa? Um, What, what did you notice that you prompted this change or this opportunity?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So early on uh, in my days in blue diamond, you know, we were working with an outside agency was actually doing the monitoring and engagement for us. And you know, what we really found was they couldn't answer a majority of the questions. And so they would send, they would, they would look at all the questions for the day. They'd send a feed over at night, which was really an Excel spreadsheet. Um, And then that next day we'd have to fill out the Excel spreadsheet with all the answers and we'd send it back and they would post it. And it got to be a point that it was just, why are we doing this? It doesn't make any sense because A, There's a 24 to 48 hour delay, um, you know, in responding to consumers, which, you know, is just a no, no in social. And, um, you know, so we started to look at, you know, what what makes sense in bringing this in house? And so began to build that out at the time I was using a product called Hootsuite. Um, as our monitoring engagement tool, and um, you know I was able to train my agents to be able to do you know the social piece of it. We were already we were already providing the answers. now we just had to know how to post them and um, to look for them. and so it was it was really an easy um, integration for us. And you know over the course of the years, I've got now more of a dedicated agent that is you know my social care agent. Um, and that's what she does all day long. And in my contact center, I have a backup who supports her. Um, and they also work, you know, the weekends for us. So we've got, you know, weekends and holidays when my, you know, when Blue Diamond is closed, we're still monitoring. Um, and we really found that having that piece in house makes a world of difference because, you know, we also work with, um, a social, uh, more of an ad agency um, who's out there posting our promotions and our, you know, all of those types of things. And so, you know, we really have developed swim lanes on, you know, here's what we do: we we monitor, engage um, with consumers for. All the ugly stuff in a sense, you know, all the complaints and all of the, uh-huh. you know, they, they get all the fun stuff. They get to put all the funny right. emojis out and stuff like that. You know, we're like, oh gosh, <laughs> I gotta deal with this, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. type of thing. But you know, it 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 really it really works out well. And so, you know, we, we work very well together, um, you know, with the promotions, they, you know, we get involved you know, ahead of time to know what's coming down the pipe. We get a nice calendar to say, you know, here's what we're going to be putting out. And you know, we've got this great new social on um, TikTok, but we got this great new pro- program coming up, you know, just so you guys are aware, just you, it's going to be big. You be prepared for all kinds of, you know, um, consumer feedback and, and whatever else. And so um, it, it really is a great partnership and a good relationship the way that we have it set up today.
0: Yeah. I I like that analogy of the swim lanes because that's exactly what it is. Now, there's a couple times where I'm sure there's places, you know, that you'll overlap. But essentially, it's like you're doing this and I'm doing that. And the consumer is getting taken care of in a timely manner, which is.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Which is important. Is this Tableau analytics that you had talked about previously, is that going to grab stuff out of social media or not quite yet. That's not in scope.
1: It actually, it, it does. Um, for, you know, we, I mean, we're, we haven't built out our social dashboard yet, but we're going to get there. But because all of our social is in Astute already, we're already capturing a lot of that data. You know, the only piece that we're, we're missing is the meltwater piece. So we're looking to figure out how to get some of that social listening data into those into those dashboards, um, and so that will probably come with time um, as we figure out, you know, can can we get an API to connect, you know, meltwater to you know to astute, and so those are things that I've got in my pipeline um, as part of my strategies for the next couple of years. Um, but right now, baby steps. <laughs> right. We want to get these launched and right. then see where we can add. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: but there's um there's so much in social media too. I mean, there's Yes. There's there's a lot there, but I think that's sort of that next horizon that a lot of folks are thinking about or having in their pipeline of, you know, how to easily see those insights across the branded pages, but then also some of those mentions and how much do you pull in and it's it is like another sort of million dollar million dollar question, but of course, you are on it. Um, I'm not surprised. So um, moving over to um, one of my favorite topics is really this notion that, um, and you had kind of brought it up, that we are one of the few teams or departments that really need to know all the marketing touch points. And I mean all the marketing touch points. So anything that a consumer may be exposed to, Um, is potentially important so that we can be at the ready or our consumer affairs teams can be at the ready to care for the consumers. Um, I know that you're very hands-on. And um, when we chatted, you had mentioned that this falls on you. So wondering what are some of the challenges in gathering this info and maybe one or two tips that you've learned to make this role go just a bit smoother?
1: Yeah, and it it is a challenge, you know. And I think that it goes with with basically every every company, you know. There's, you know, in, when you're looking at consumer advocacy, you know, you hit that right on the head, Denise, when you said that, you know, we really have to know everything. You know, if you're if you're on a brand marketer, you only have to know your brand. You know, everything there is to know about your brand, and your company could have, you know, between four and a hundred brands, but your marketing team only has to know their own stuff. When it comes to consumer advocacy, we have to know everything down to the lock codes, to the item codes, to the um, to the co-packer and everything, you know, everything there is to know about the packaging, because when the consumer calls and we're trying to get information from them, we have to guide them. Well, if you turn the can over or if you open the box and pull out the inner seal, this is where you'll find the code of, of information that I need. And so, you know, it's it's a challenge a lot. Because a lot of the times we get left off of those conversations or we get left off of those emails and the consumers calling and saying, hey, I've got this package. I'm like, well, We don't make that, but I have this and it says Blue Diamond. And so that's when I usually have a fit and like, why did you tell know us?" <laughs> um, and so, you know, those are those are the challenges. And so the tip and the secret is, is really get into everybody's face within marketing so that they know that you're here. And, you know, really understand, it's like, here's the reason why I need this, guys, you know, it's to make you guys look good. And, you know, when you position it that way, that put them in the forefront, like we don't want anything being said bad about your product or so help us help you. And, you know, that seemed to have worked. Because you know there there's more and more you know and, and now some of our newbies are coming out. Lisa, I understand we need to do this for you. <laughs> yes, we <laughs> do. It's so wonderful that you think about me. <laughs> right,
0: you've trained them well. It's it's, it's yeah,
1: um, yeah. <laughs> that's great.
0: I like that positioning. You know, it's it's all about them. Help me, help right. you. I I like that too because what I was thinking about is I thought it was like sort of dual prong. Um, communication with the brand, you know, I, uh, helping them with their consumers, but also with the brand ambassadors feel confident. Um, and I think that the former is more important to them, really. It's about making sure that their consumers are cared for and that um, yes. exactly to what, to what you said. But secretly, those in the back here or those um, in consumer affairs know that The last thing you want to do is have a brand ambassador, um, you know, say to you, Denise, uh, somebody's calling about this promotion and I have no idea. There's nothing in my knowledge base. And my heart, like that has happened to me maybe once or twice over my tenure. And my heart just drops because their job is really, uh, they're counting on us actually to have all that information at the ready for them. And um, I want them to feel confident. Um, but I like the way that you positioned it. It all really begins with working with the marketers and helping and helping them understand. Yeah. Okay. You are. Really build,
1: that's the biggest thing is build build those relationships. <laughs> yeah.
0: And as you said, get into everyone's face. I wrote that down because that is really uh, a tip. That is really a tip right there. Mm hmm. You, Lisa, are known in the industry as someone who is really an active leader within your industry group. And, you know, all the way back to your days in Chicago where you were serving on the board of directors of the SOCAP uh, regional chapter. Of course, that's the Society of Consumer Affairs Professionals. What advice would you give somebody who wants to get more involved, maybe take on a, more of a leadership role eventually, and just not sure? um where to start in their industry group.
1: Yeah, I think that's a a really good question and so, you know, Socap has been a vital part of my career, um my growth, my leadership. Um, you know, when I first joined Socap and I went to my first event and I was just blown away by this organization. I just thought, wow, this is great. How do I get involved? And, um, you know, I went at that point, um, Kim McMiller, who is at that point was the Chicago mm-hmm. chapter president. And I said, how do I get involved? And she says, I'm making you a board member tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, I eventually, um, became the, uh, the, the chapter president and I was chapter president for three years and, uh, really did some great things in Chicago. And, you know, I wanted to do more. And at that point, you know, I I decided to, you know, jump to the national level and um, because I knew a lot of people and I I was going to a lot of the national events and I really, you know, had a strong passion around this organization. And so I I was elected onto the National Board of Directors and um, really started to help with strategizing, um, you know, and repositioning the organization for success and um, I was secretary for a couple of years and that i be, you know, was elected as, you know, vice chair. And I've now been the chairman of the board for the last three years. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it's been such a, a great opportunity, you know, for me to really learn um, from the best, because I network with some of the best people um, in the consumer affairs world uh, that are also members of of, of SoCap, and, and, and you know that Denise, because you're part of that, you're part of that organization, and you and I connected years ago and um, have have been in touch and just really sharing best practices. You know, what are you guys doing over there? What are we doing over here? You know, what makes sense? And you know, really everything that I've learned, because if, if you think about you know, customer service or consumer affairs um, in a company. There's only one. You know, you look at the marketing team, there's 15 brand managers, you know, customer service has one. And so you don't necessarily have a peer. So you need an organization like SoCap to become mm. your pairs become your colleagues and your network um because when you need to ask a question about like oh my gosh I and mean, we want to look at digital couponing who does that how do i do that i don't know anything about it right. and you start to call your, you start to you tap into your network and says okay here's my here's what i'm looking at doing is there anybody that's in this space anyone that's looking and so from there you start to grow um, you know, not only just learning everything that you need to know, but then you can start to visualize it. And when you start to visualize it, you can take that back to your leadership team and say, "Here's where I think this would be a great fit for Blue Diamond or whatever you know company you're you're, you're working with." Um, and so that's that's some of the beauty of SoCap. And um, you know, it, it, it's been a, it was a tough 2020, you know, for everybody, um, you know, personally, professionally, organizations. Um, But SOCAP has come through and, you know, we're, we're financially sound again and we're really looking at, you know, taking SOCAP to the next level. And I'm really, really excited about that because, you know, 2020 really gave us an opportunity to reflect and say, okay, if we're looking at, you know, what I'm calling the better normal, not the new normal, but what is our better normal going to look like? And we really, you know, started to look inside and said, okay, what is it that we want to be when we grow up, right? (laughs) Um, And so we, 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 there's been some surveys that have gone out um, to the members of SoCap, and we're really listening and saying, you know, this is this is what this is what means to our consumers or to our members, and this is where we want to go, and this is how we want to help them get to a different space. Not only with their company, but within their professional careers, um, and so those are the things that we're focusing on for the, the future of SoCap. And uh, really excited that we're we're planning a fall conference um, after not being anywhere since 2019. So um, date and uh, location to be announced within the next couple of weeks. I'm so really really excited. Um that SoCap is back and we're moving forward. And so I really, really hope, you know, if you're in this space, doesn't matter what industry you're in, if you're in the consumer affairs space, this is a place that you need to be because these are your peers, these are your colleagues, this is your network, and this is how you can help be successful in your own career as well as, you know, within your organization. And um, you know, so um as, as, as I've told people before, I bleed so cat blue. I really believe in the organization <laughs> yeah. um, and I really believe in everything that it has to offer because it's, it's, it's just, it's, I, I look at it this way. When you're part of a customer care organization, people, care. (laughs) And so we got the most caring people in the world. And, you know, we, we all relate to each other and we're all friends and we're all colleagues and professionals. And, but the biggest thing is, is we all care. We all care about, you know, each other. We all care about what happens next. And the way that we look at when we all come together as a group, we can do anything. And that's exactly what has happened Mm -hmm. with SOCAP, you know, for us moving forward, we've all come together as a community and we're taking the organization to the next level, and um, I can't be more proud. You know, to be part of the leadership, um, you know, in, in watching the 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 pivot, you know, into a yeah. into a great new realm as we move forward into the better normal. Yeah,
0: nicely put. Um, you know, that the way you were just saying that we. Care. I mean, that seems to be so basic, but I don't think I've ever heard anyone articulate it like that. Might be our new, might be our new tagline. Um, but thank you for sort of sharing how um, you guys were thinking about pivoting and where the organization is going. I saw some some things out on LinkedIn where you're sort of teasing out this this new journey, and so I like to get I like that we were able to share a little sneak peek with some of our some of our audience. Um and I'm sure as soon as you've got dates, times and locations, uh you'll be sharing that out.
1: Absolutely. You know, as is the pandemic hopefully is coming to, you know, we're all seeing a light at the end of the tunnel and um, you know, everyone gets back to business, you know, we want to be there, you know, for we want to be there for our members.
0: Absolutely. I may know the answer to this next question, but I have been asking everybody if they have a volunteer group that they'd like to give a shout out to,
1: so I will do the same with you well, you know of course it's okay so um, <laughs> you know with with without the members who are also volunteers, you know the organization wouldn't be anywhere, and so you know, I really appreciate everyone who puts in, you know, their time because, you know, for a lot of people and it's not just me, it's a labor of love. It really is. Yeah. Um, I know that you've, you've talked to to Marie and um, Marie Schumann and, and, Chip Brody and other people. And, you know, it's, it's not, you volunteer because you have a passion around something. And we all seem to have this passion around customer care and we have a passion about, um, you know, making things to be successful and helping people be successful. And that's really what SOCAP is all about. And so I put a lot of time and energy in that over the last 11 years. And I don't see that changing at all in the next 11 years. Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) Thank goodness. Every organization needs at least a deal or two. Seriously, you're
0: really a role model in that regard. So appreciate you. you. (laughs) While we're here and on the subject, you might as well give out the, um, you know, either their Twitter account or a, a website that folks can go to and learn a little bit more.
1: Sure, I mean I, I'm I'm all over social. So you know I'm on LinkedIn. Um, you could look me up there, Lisa Deal. Um, mm-hmm. My Twitter handle is at Lisa Marie one 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 six five, and uh, I'm on Facebook. I have a lot of names on Facebook. It's Lisa Levin Gerbic Deal. <laughs>
0: Okay, gotcha,
1: gotcha. And so if I ever had to put that on a sweater, I wouldn't have enough room. But, uh, it's, <laughs> it's really, you know, but if you think about your your Facebook, you know, it's like, okay, this is my maiden name, this was my first married name, this is my second married name. You know, people right. know you from different oh, areas, okay. different time, yeah. times in your life. And so I just put all my names out there. And it's like, okay, somebody will remember me from high school, somebody will yeah, remember me from. Exactly. You, know?
0: you are definitely, you're definitely out there. Um, you know, like our consumers are and you're kind of experiencing what they're experiencing. I'm going to ask um, also, what is the SOCAP website?
1: So the SOCAP website is www.socap.org. You know, take a look at the website. You know, there's a way that, you know, you can easily join, become a member. Um, You know, there's some great information. Uh, We're actually working on, on putting uh, really updating the website, Um, for, so it's, it's really ready for the next, um, generation, the next, our future. And so you can find some really great information there. Come join us.
0: And my last question, um, that I've been asking folks is if there's a book, um, that has inspired you fiction, nonfiction, um, that you maybe find yourself go back, you know, reading, um, in order to stay motivated.
1: You know, one of the books that I just read and it's been out for a couple of years now is Becoming, and it's uh, Michelle Obama's um, autobiography and just the amazing story of her journey um, from the South Side of Chicago, Um, you know, and so I can relay because she's a Chicago girl and, um, you know, her her journey from, you know, the South Side of Chicago to the White House and, um, you know, everything that she had gone through you know, from the time that she met Barack Obama and their life afterwards, and very, very inspiring because she's so humble. Um, you know, from her beginnings and you know, just her breadth of energy and her drive for education and the the strive to be better. You know, I mean, every every woman you know should really you know read that and understand that you know it's 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 about drive. It's about um, you know inspiration and you know really making the most out of your life and, and, and being who you are um, not really being somebody else or somebody that you want to be. Mm-hmm. It's just be your best, do your best and it will get you far. And so it's a really inspiring book. I, I really um, and I really recommend that everybody reads you know becoming and it's just it's a, it's a fascinating story about her life
0: hmm. um, I have the chills. Thank you so much for that for that reco, I really do. I have not gotten to that book yet. Um, but thank you. For but what when you do?
1: It. Let me know. I want to know what you think I about it. I so.
0: will. I will. Maybe we have a little book club at a. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> love it. Among the colleagues. Well, Lisa, I don't want to take any more of your time. You've been just so gracious with me and so appreciate you coming on the podcast today.
1: Well thank you, Denise. I, I really appreciate you 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 reaching out to me. I, I adore talking to you. Um you're a phenomenal person and, and I've told you that several times and, and I, I just I, I love that we're colleagues and we're friends and all of that. So um, you know, I wish you absolutely the best on this podcast series. I think it's it's gonna be great. Um and uh when you're re- when it's all ready, you know, let me know because we'll get it out of there on all of the different networks and uh, get more people involved in doing these fun things. It's, it's, it's great. So thank you for having me. Thank you, Lisa.
0: If you've learned even a kernel of an idea or was inspired by this episode, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple podcast, and maybe even tell one of your colleagues to listen in and follow the my curious colleague page on LinkedIn and be sure to share out the hashtag CPGCX because CPGCX really and truly rocks. Ciao. You have been listening to the My Curious Colleague podcast
1: with Denise Veneri. Thank you for your time.